Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And ah, ha, 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 I'm just checking in on you. Who? Oh, my God. What a whirlwind fucking week. Since I last talked to you on Monday, um, I've gone to New York, done the Patrice O'Neill benefit, and come back through the magic of aviation. Um, it was great, man. Fucking show was amazing. Um, all of these comics that came on, everybody fucking killed. And then the surprise of the night, Dave Attell shows up, um, as a surprise guest walks on and just absolutely fucking destroyed. Um, it's hilarious. He's out there with his winter jacket on and his, all his fucking, winter hat the whole thing looking crazy and um just such a big hearted guy everybody killed sal volcano killed fucking pete davidson killed rich voss as always as always uh yamanika saunders mateo lane mike vecchione did i get everybody i know i always miss somebody who was in there i jumped around the order ah shit i know i forgot somebody Oh, Mike DiStefano. Chris DiStefano. I fucking said... (laughs) I said to him, dude, I kept calling you Chris DiStefano because of Mike... Uh, Now I'm getting all... It's either DiStefano or Mike DiStefano and Chris DiStefano. And I finally said his last name right and then I called him Mike. (sighs) Chris... Stefano, there, I finally said it right. Fucking murdered. Great energy. Crowd loved him. And um, and I'm fucking mopped up in the end. There wasn't a lot left. Everybody had killed so hard. We had just such a fucking great time. It was David Tell's birthday. We got to sing happy birthday to him. Sherrod Small! Forgot about him. Uh, he fucking killed it. My old buddy from back in the day down in the comedy cellar when it was just... I remember when it was just one room. I remember the comedy cellar before the comedy cellar got famous. I'll tell you something, kids. The people used to have to stand out in front and bark, I tell you, to get people to go in there. Um, And I'll tell you, I got a couple of fucking crazy goddamn stories that... You know, if we didn't live in such a fucking douchey goddamn time where everybody's trying to get everybody in trouble, the fucking shit that I saw down there before cell phone cameras, the shit that I saw, it just was fucking amazing. It was fucking amazing. You know, it was <laughs> it was fucking unbelievable. And uh, you missed it. You missed it. You know what? If you ever see me, I don't, I can't trust you guys. Someone will rat me out. I'd tell you one of the fucking stories. I actually told it um, this past week to some comics when we got together and we were remembering uh, Bob Saget and everything. So we were going around telling our crazy stories. So I fucking brought this one up. Let's just say, yeah, let's just leave it that. Anyway, um, so I came back to New York and uh, you know what's great? On the way out and the way back, I was on a fucking wide-body airplane. And those are the ones that I remember when I was a kid. You know, you came in and there was there was two aisles that you could go down. 
And there was these fucking Ron Burgundy colors all over the plane. They were like fucking orange seats. Which just everything was fucking vivid in the 70s. I don't know what it was. That fucking orange, the blues, everything just jumped out at you. And it looked classy. Now it looks tacky as hell. But anyway, it reminded me back in the day, you know, you get on Eastern Airlines. The one time we did that, we got on Eastern Airlines and went down to fucking uh, Disney World when they were building the Epcot Center. That's how fucking old I am. The Epcot Center was not open. That stupid ball thing or whatever. I don't think I've ever been there. No. I only I went to Disney World once when I was a kid. I went there in like 82 or 83. How the fuck old was I? It was a long, You know what? I know I know what. It was the year Tron came out because they were doing that stupid parade going down Main Street. Um and then they had a float where all the actors were acting they would it was like the if you turn Tron into a musical, um, Tron original, here we go. <laughs> I remember they were singing this. It was just like this fucking dance music. 1982. Yeah, we went in the summer of 82. So they were promoting the movie and everybody was dressed like in blue. And they had this really bad like 80s sort of Casio space laser sound and when they did it the dancers would like point at the crowd like they were shooting a laser at you and i was looking at it i was like wow this is kind of weird um and then at one point i looked up at my mother and she made this weird face and she pointed at me like exaggerating then i laughed to myself going okay this is stupid (laughs) it has been confirmed by my mother that what in in fact what i am watching is fucking stupid um so anyway uh jesus christ it's funny the amount of times i've come back down to florida there's just there's no fucking way you know what as a comedian what am i gonna go to disney disney fucking world by myself jesus christ fucking bald red fucking red bearded creep walking around (laughs) oh i know what it was i went to disneyland out here that's what it was that's why i thought i came back I did that with my wife. And then I remember one time she went for somebody's birthday and they wanted to be there all day because they like loved Disneyland. And I remember my wife when she came home was just like, I don't ever want to go to that fucking place again. And we have not. I have honored her wish. Um, I mean, we're going to go when the kids get a little bit older, you know. As COVID is starting to die out, it seems, hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. Is it just the new normal? Who knows? So anyway, the fucking wide bodies. That's what I'm talking about. I got to bring those fucking things back. Turn up the heat on this global warming. That's what I say. Bigger jets, more fuel. Let's just end this whole thing. All of us just yelling at each other. On the internet. I think that's how it ends. Everybody thought it was going to be a meteor. People thought Jesus was going to come back. Somebody said something about Bigfoot. I don't think it's going to be any of those things. I think we're all just going to fucking be so sucked into yelling at each other. We're going to forget to eat. 
No, that would never happen. I don't know what it is. You know what? Here's something for you. Here's something you never hear on the internet. Guess what, everybody? I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't have the answers. I'm going to be the anti-internet guy. (laughs) I'd love to hear your opinion. I have no idea what I'm to... I am not qualified to speak on the end of the world. How about that? I can give you a theory, but I'm just letting you know that I'm pulling it directly out of my freckled ass. Isn't that refreshing? I bet you could run for president on that. Uh, Candidate Burr, what would you do to uh, try to fix the economy? I have no clue. I almost cursed, but that would have been the end of my campaign. I, I have no idea. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand how it works. You know? I don't understand why Bitcoin, that Ponzi scheme, is a better Ponzi scheme than the American dollar. I don't understand why, if there's no gold behind our money, why it fucking matters as long as everybody agrees that paper is worth something because it's really hard to counterfeit. Why can't we just do that? I don't understand why, if we just print enough to pay off the trillion, we'll just print a trillion dollars and start paying people. What is the fucking problem? Then everybody around the world can go buy a Ferrari. Then everybody has a Ferrari. You know what? Everybody gets a Ferrari and then people would be fucking annoyed because everyone has a Ferrari and then they wouldn't feel special. So then they'd have to go out and they'd have to put some Friday flair on it, on that piece of art. They'd put some fucking cheesy wrap on it. You know, just so you stick out and you think that that makes you different, that you're carrying the torch of punk rock. Um, yeah, I have no idea how the world's going to end the same way I had no idea who was going to win the football games. I think I lost every fucking bet except the Rams game. What a bunch of boring ass fucking games that was. We'll be talking about it later with Verzi. Jesus Christ. My God, every game was over by the fucking second quarter. Um, except the Cowboys and um, Cowboys and uh, 49ers was, was, you know, got exciting later, I guess. Jesus Christ. When are those guys going to wake up? You know, it's funny. You know what I don't understand about Texas? You can't get an abortion there anymore, but Jerry Jones can still run the Cowboys. Somebody explain that one to me. Jesus Christ. At what point are you guys going to realize it was Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy! Oh, Jimmy! (laughs) I would be trolling him with that. I would just be sending him, you know, a picture of Jimmy Johnson with that fucking audio from Ray Liotta when he's in, in the shower when they do the lift Wanza heist or whatever. He's like, oh! Jimmy! I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, you got to... The Cowboys have not won or even been to the Super Bowl in 27 fucking years. And how I always do that, how I put things into perspective, because as you get older, 27 years feels like seven years. So what I always do, I always go back to like 1990. 
and I subtract the number. So 1990 minus 27 is 1963. Then I'm like, holy shit, that is a long fucking time. Because if you said they haven't been there since 1995, I'm like, hey, you know, it was a little while ago. It wasn't a long while ago. It was a little. 20. Holy shit, I was 27 in 1995. That was half my life ago. For the first half of my life. The Cowboys were that that was that was the thing. They gotta turn that around, man. Jesus Christ. I mean, what else do they have in Dallas? You just got a bunch of stuff that's big, but like nothing to hang your hat on, right? Literally. <laughs> I actually really like Dallas. I like Dallas and I like Houston. I used to hate Houston because it was just hot as fucking balls. You know what I mean? And then Austin, I liked because of Stevie Ray Vaughan. And then I went there and saw all these dirty, sweaty white kids. And I just was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> it had that patchouli vibe. I'm sure it doesn't. But that's, I don't know. I, know, I always get nervous when a town says, keep it weird. I'm like, oh, no. Are these nerdy white people that think they're cool? Bill, why do you have to shit on cities that you know you want to go to and sell tickets in? I don't know. I'm just killing time. I like Austin. I go down. I look at the bats. I go down to the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue. I do that shit, right? <laughs> you know what it is? It's, I like the Texas Longhorns. I just don't like the fucking traffic. You know, fucking two-lane goddamn highway going in there. Fucking nine million fucking people out there. That's got bad traffic. Atlanta, horrific traffic. New York City, obviously. Boston. Boston, oh my God. They did spent all that money on the big dig and they didn't even add any fucking lanes. Didn't even add any fucking lanes. Like the amount of money that was skimmed off of that project just has to be out of this fucking world. Like, how greedy are you that you fuck people that bad? You fuck them over that goddamn bad, knowing the population is increasing, and you're just in the moment going, I don't give a fuck. That fourth lane, I don't even understand the big dig, to be honest with you. Half the time, it's just two lanes, and then there's a giant emergency lane that nobody can use, and you're just sitting there in fucking bumper-to-bumper traffic. Massachusetts was always weird with that shit. Do you know what's an amazing thing that in Massachusetts, I don't know if they still have it. Every other city, as you approach the exit, the sign comes first and there's an arrow, like exit 4A. You drive past the sign and then you know that's your exit. Boston put the sign like on the exit. Like, it's right there as you're driving by going 60 miles an hour. Probably doesn't matter anymore because everybody's got the GPS things over there, right? Everybody's got that stuff going on. Um, so anyway, um, I am back out here. And uh, I don't know what I'm doing, man. I'm just fucking trying to. Shake off that goddamn heartburn. I just couldn't lay off. I'm usually, I try to be good when I go to New York. And then last night after the benefit, you know, 
we didn't end up getting, uh, there was no after party because of all the COVID fucking regulations and all that shit. So we ended up, uh, I don't know, we just fucking drove back to my hotel and there was a deli across the street. And I was just like, I got to get a bacon, egg and cheese, right? I got to do that. So went down, I got a fucking bacon, egg and cheese. I don't know. Woke up again with heartburn. I'm like, what am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? So it's weird. I don't know. I think because I don't party anymore, it's just kind of all about the food now. I got to do something, right? You're fucking alone in your, in, a, in a city. <clears throat> you're not drinking. You're not drugging. What the fuck else am I going to do? Get myself a sandwich there. Um... So, anyway, I got a couple of reads I got to do here. Um, the fuck are they? Where is it? Oh, there we go. Oh, look who it is. Oh, my God. One of my favorite people of all time. It's old Zip. You know, if you work for... If you work for or own a business in one of these growing industries or a wide range of other industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. What the fuck was that sentence? If you work for for or own a business, sorry, in one of these growing industries, what growing industries? I don't know. Or a wide range of other industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. All right, so evidently, whatever you're in, is growing exponentially. Uh, there's only one place to go. You got to go to Zip. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Zip. Uses powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply to your job, which encourages them to apply faster. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the United States based on G2 ratings. Uh, Zip. Technology, ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective that four to five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Um, And for... now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R. Once again, Zip. The smartest way to hire. All right. Oh, look who it is, people. It's Helix. Or is it Helix? We're going to say Helix. Helix sleep. Sleep is important. Hot take, everybody. Sleep is important. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattresses for you. Mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that. Helix knows that. You don't got to tell them that shit. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling down. 
uh, cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. Just go to helixsleep.com slash burr, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Um, They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans to get a great night's sleep. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com. That's helixsleep.com for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. All right. Look who it is, everybody. It's all birds. All birds. A-L-L, birds. Um, Even though it will be wet and chilly in most parts of the country, running will still be part of people's lives trying to achieve their personal best. How about a shout-out for people that run in the sleet? I mean, that's that's dedication. Uh, The Wool Dasher Mizzle. Our weather-repellent performance running shoe is the first shoe of its kind. It's sustainably made from natural materials with a low environmental impact on the planet. But you've got goals to meet and miles to log. Keep your feet warm and dry with the weather-repellent Wool Dasher Mizzle shoe from Allbirds. Allbirds printed the Wool Dasher Mizzle carbon footprint right on the shoe so you know its impact on the planet. How about a shout out to Allbirds that they actually know how to how I, I know how to read a, f- a carbon footprint chart. Uh, then they offset that footprint to zero to make it a carbon neutral product. Allbirds built the wood dasher muzzle using natural ma- materials to have a low environmental impact, so you can break a sweat without breaking the planet. Uh, sorry, I'll just talk about sleep with Helix. I'm falling asleep here. This winter, keep your feet cozy and dry with the Allbirds wood wool dasher muzzles. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-R-D-S-N-N-N.com. Um, Oh, I got to tell you some shit that made me feel fucking, really fucking old as shit. So I'm in New York, and um, what did I forget? I forgot what, I was packing, and I just forgot something. I was like, you got to be shitting me. So I went out to go buy some goddamn thermals. Right, you know the fucking waffle stitch thing, right? So I'm like, I know, I'll just go over to the Foot Locker. They always have them there, right? Go over to Foot Locker. I didn't get to Foot Locker. I saw another workout place that had all this warm shit for jogging and all this stuff. So I came in. I said, "Hey, do you sell any thermals here?" And this kid's looking at me like doesn't really know what I'm talking about. I'm like, you know, like the the classic thermals. You mean he's like, you mean like the waffle print? Thing? I was like, yeah waffle stitched or whatever they said they said yeah they and I, he's like no we don't we don't sell those everything that these people sell nowadays with that shit it they talk about wicking moisture away from your body so i'm like all right so i go all right that's cool no worries i'll go over to the uh foot locker he's like i don't think they're gonna have them there so i was like all right so i just looked up and it said they'd have them down at macy's or they'd have them over at this Nordstrom's. So I go, all right, I'll go to the fucking Nordstrom's. So I go, I go down to the Nordstrom's and uh, I come walking in there and I say to the guy, you got some thermals? He's like, this is the woman's place. You know, 
you got to go across the street. So I'm like, all right. So I go across the street. And I'm like, yeah, hey, do you got to... I walk in and they got fucking... They got cookies in the clothing store. Like this place, Milk, that's out here in LA. They make cookies. For some reason, they have a little station there. I don't know why you'd go in to buy a shirt and you want fucking cookies. It made no sense to me, right? So I go downstairs and I'm talking to this dude who's dressed like a woman and has a beard and a mask on. And I'm describing him what a thermal is. I never felt so old in my fucking life. He's looking at me like I got three fucking heads, right? And he goes, uh, he goes, you mean like Long John's? And by the way, they all talk like this. I'm not, I'm not saying it. Everybody I talk to talk like that. You mean like Long John's? I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't want like a fucking trap door to take a shit in an outhouse. I just want like a thermal. He's like, yeah, we don't have those. And I wanted to be like, yeah, well, you fucking website said you did. I swear to God, if I was a fucking dictator and you Google something in this fucking store says that they have it and they show up and you, they don't fucking have it because they think that you're just going to go in there and just resign yourself to buy something there because their fucking website nerd just just sucked me in with whatever my shirt my, my shirt search was. So, I'm, you know, I'm fucking pissed. It's like, I, I don't give a fuck about your, your wicking away moisture horse shit. I'm fucking walking. So I go to walk out of there and all of a sudden the cookie made, it, made sense to me. I'm like, at least I can get something. I'll get a cookie. I like those cookies they have at milk. I'm going to get one of these things. So I go over, and I'm looking at the the, uh, the cookie names. I'm so fucking old, I don't recognize any of the flavor. They didn't have a peanut butter cookie. They didn't have a chocolate chip cookie. They didn't none of that shit. So I say to the lady behind the counter, I go, uh, I want to get a cookie. I don't recognize any of these. Uh, I go, which one's the most popular? I go, I know it's not the gluten one. She goes, no, that one tastes like ass. And... I go, all right, which one's the most popular? And she pointed at one. I go, okay, what's in that one? She goes, it's like crunched up pretzels and potato chips. And I said, I right, forget it, forget it. Thank you. And I just, I left. All right. I just, it's like, I get it. I get it. I didn't get the first 20 times when I was asking for a fucking thermal that everybody wore up until I don't know what year. And now... Nobody has worn one for so fucking long that I went to three different fucking department stores and I had to describe it for a full 15 fucking seconds before people even remotely knew what I was talking about. As if I didn't feel that fucking old. Now I don't even recognize the name. (laughs) There's another dictator thing. Okay? No salt in desserts. I don't understand that. Like, if I want salt, I'll eat chips. If I want a sugar rush, I'll eat something sugary. And I just, they like level each other out. And I just don't feel a rush. It's like, I'm going up, oh, I'm coming back down. Here we go, here we go. So, I don't know. Can an old, bald, orange man just get a fucking thermal? I bet Macy's had him. I just didn't want to go in there. They got like fucking nine thousand fucking floors you know and as you go up in that place if you ever been in that macy's the one where bullwinkle and all those guys go by on thanksgiving right santa claus and all them macy day parade you go up the escalator and the escalators they just keep getting skinnier and skinnier and older and older it gets like claustrophobic 
You know, I wonder if the top floors are for people with like eating disorders. They keep all like the ultra. My goal, what is my dieting goal? My dieting goal is that I can shop at the top floor of the Macy's on 34th Street, Herald Square. I'm going to somehow get my hips between that last, that last escalator on the way up, which is really just like a zip line. At that point, if you're like bulimic, they just hang you over like a fucking shirt drying and you send you up. Oh, Jesus, Bill. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I swear to God, if I can't lose this fucking weight, I'm going to start trying it. I'm going to start puking. You know, I never understood chewing and spitting. Like the discipline of that. It's like right there. I get chewing and then puking it up afterwards. You know? The fuck am I? I got to start having guests on this shit. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. Um, speaking of that, speaking of guests, um, now comes the uh, the Bet, MG, uh, Bet MGM. Is that what the fuck it is? Sorry, people. I had a long day. The Bet MGM. Uh, segment with Paul Verzi, the winner of the 2021 Jimmy the Greek Award. He beat me by a half a game. Uh, we picked four games a week, betting against the spread. We bet over 70 games, and both of us were over 500 against the spread. It's pretty goddamn good. But this weekend, you'll hear we got our asses whipped uh, on the playoffs, tees and teams. I hate, you know. T's and teams, I don't know. It always seems so fucking easy. Then you get your dick knocked in the dirt. So enjoy this clip right now, me and Paul Versey. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Anything Better podcast. Bet MGM version NFL preview week. We are talking about the wild card weekend. We're going to get into the divisional playoffs. But first, guys, as you all know, we've teamed up with Bet MGM all year. We've absolutely had a blast. Uh, we'll be using all of Bet MGM's lines, the most reliable lines there are. Make all your picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. We've got exciting news. BetMGM is live in New York, guys. Finally, New York. Uh, you know, we don't have, you don't have to drive over state lines anymore to place your bet. All right, if you're you're in New York or any other state where BetMGM is live, you haven't signed up. Use bonus code Burr. You'll get two two hundred dollars free after placing your first ten dollar bet. Here's how it works: Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R. Place your first $10 Moneyline bet on any NFL game. You'll receive $200 in free bets immediately after placing your bet, regardless of the outcome. I'm going to repeat that, regardless of the outcome. Okay, yes. Don't. Uh, so just make sure you use bonus code BURR uh, to sign up. Visit uh, BetMGM for terms and conditions. All right, guys. So here's the deal, man. It was a, uh, oh, first, real quick, just because a lot of people were asking. We fucked up with the Jimmy the Greek, and I was a game and a half ahead instead of a half of a game. We both finished above 500, though. Bill going 37, 34, and one. I went 38, 34. We beat the book by seven and a half games. It is two Jimmy the Greeks now for Bill, one for me. And uh, we're coming back next year with some fun surprises for you all. So sorry for any confusion. As far well, as you wild... got the monkey off your back. <laughs> yeah, but you still got the lead, dude. 
You still uh-huh. got the lead. You know, it, it's a, it's a best, of, it's a best of seven first to four gets the trophy. <laughs> no, uh, we're going to do something like that though. But, um, you wanted a new trophy every year. I'm like, I'm going to have a bunch of those fucking things laying around. Just keep passing it back and forth. I told Bill, I said, we're going to send you two trophies, me one trophy, and they'll always be in back of us. And Bill goes, he nixed it. He goes, I'm not fucking, I don't want 10 of those to get fucking years down the line. A bunch of shit laying around in my house. Got too much stuff, man. Um, Wild card weekend was lackluster to say the I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I went into wild card weekend talking shit, saying this is the best weekend of the football season. One of the dark horses is coming. This is gonna be dude. I was fucking almost sleeping in every third quarter, 35 to 7. Oh, 40. every game was over. And first of all, we have to admit, Paul, we got our fucking asses kicked. We and did. I blame you. We did well, you know what? I'm you- telling you why I'm gonna blame you. One, you the, the, talked all this shit about how he was spanking the book. Yeah. And then I asked you, are you going to weigh in anywhere? And you just you just sat there like a battered wife and you let me pick everything. And I drove us right off the fucking cliff. No, you know what? You were right about something. I was wrong. You said the Niners getting nine. And I said, let's take the Cowboys. I got to see that. There's no way they're going to exit the first round again. Give the Cowboys three at home. You were a hundred percent right. Listen, we beat the shit out of the book. We took a little bit of a, we took a little bit of a bath. We won. Listen, it's a new a week. bit of a bath, dude. That was fucking Joe Pesci in that cornfield. Ah, he's still breathing. He's still breathing. <laughs> um, we got destroyed. The we only teased the Patriots. Let's 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 go through the bloodbath. We teased the Patriots. We teased the fucking Eagles. Both of those things. I don't give a fuck how many points. Yeah, so Bill was saying the the Eagles bloodbath. What about the bloodbath that was the Steelers? The bloodbath that was the 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 Cardinals? Dude, Joe Burrow and the Joe Burrow versus Las Vegas was the only game that at least it was six points down to the end. Brutal. Oh, well, actually, 49ers, Cowboys. 49ers Cowboys got a little excited towards the end. How about the Rams? I like the Rams just not getting any respect. Their defense is fucking good. You called like that, dude. The power rankings, they got them last. I don't know, man. I like no, that. If, they, if they're getting points this week, I like that. They got the best defensive player in the NFL, that Aaron Donald kid, like you said, Bill, that front four is on a mission. Nobody's talking about him. Matthew Stafford finally has a decent, you know, finally. I felt, dude, that kid was awesome. They were like, yeah, you never won a playoff game. You had 12 seasons. You've been to three. You're 0 for three. And he didn't fucking throw Detroit under the bus. He didn't say anything. He's just like, yeah, you know, well, you know, it's another year. <laughs> Good, well, I like that dude. kid. Hey, uh, who does Tampa Bay have this week, and who does Green Bay have? Tampa Bay is playing the Rams in Tampa. The Rams. Ooh. And who's playing uh, – Who's and Green Bay has who? Well, I'll tell you right now. We'll go over all the games right now. All right. Oh, because you know – I'm on my phone because I'm, I'm fucking dealing with the situation here. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Paulie's, uh, Paulie's betting this week. That much I can tell you. All right, here we go. I'm putting my money where my mouth is this week, Bill. Okay, I'm pissed off that I did that last week. I talked a little shit, but don't worry. As you know, I'm bouncing back here. Here we go. This week we have, here are the games, and then we'll break them down. We got the Cincinnati Bengals going into a a Tennessee Titans. Bengals. 
Bangles. What did I say? The Bangles is a girl group. The Bangles. We're going to be doing this for years. <laughs> no, you were doing good for a while. Cincinnati Bengals. Um, at the Tennessee Titans, we got the San Francisco 49. Oh, that's minus, minus three and a half for Tennessee. San Francisco 49ers going into Lambeau Field. Packers are minus five and a half. We got the Rams going into Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is minus three. And we have the Buffalo Bills going into Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs oh. minus, dude, minus one and a half. That's the fucking game, dude. Oh, gonna, man. And I'm going to tell oh, you. Oh, man, I can't wait for that one. I am telling rooting, you. Despite what they did to my Patriots, I am rooting hard for the fucking Buffalo Bills. Uh, I actually have the Bills in the Super Bowl. I'm betting the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. I think they are. Oh, you think they're going to win it all? They're going to the Super Bowl against the Packers, and the Packers are going to beat them. That's my, that's my Super Bowl. Um, all right, let's break this down, Bill. Ah. We, got, we got Cincinnati at Tennessee. Tennessee laying three and a half. Who you like? Well, you know I love my man Joe Burrow. Ba, 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 ba. I'm concerned about this is going to come down to coaching. And I think uh, Tennessee's guys got a little more fucking uh, the upper hand there. Where's the game? It's in Tennessee or in Cincinnati? It's in Tennessee. Tennessee's laying three and a half. Tennessee's giving them Are three. We teasing? Yeah. Are we teasing here? Are we being little whores here? Yeah. Are we uh, betting straight up? Um, You know what? Let's do one tease and then we'll pick the other two games. I don't How like about a that? tease. I don't like a tease. You get one right in the locker room, it fucks everybody over. I like betting individual games. All right. All right. So we'll go. You know what? Since there's only four games this week, let's pick four. All right. Um, By the way, I believe Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry for Tennessee is back and playing. And they said that he just passed the full contact practice and he's fine. He can't be fine. He's got to be 80%. Even 80% is scary. Yeah, that guy's like a linebacker with the football, dude. Yeah, that's a problem right there. Um, I like the Bengals quarterback position. I like Tennessee coach running game. But Tennessee's got, I mean, Cincinnati's got a decent running game, right? Who's their running back? They got a good guy back there. Um, I think I like, I like, uh, I like, Cincy with the points. I just love Joe Burrow. That guy's the real fucking deal. I love, I, I, I'm kind of betting with my heart. Here. I'll take Cincy. All right. Well, and I also love that franchise because I love their story. I love the whole story of that franchise. Um, well, we're not going head to head here. So I'm just going to pick, I'm going to say the next game. This is just an anything better picks. So okay. I'm going to, you know what I think. I, I said for – I think the Packers are winning it all. They're minus five and a half against the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo has a ripped-up hand. They don't know what's going on with that. So that means that if his hand gets worse in the first quarter of the game, the new kid Trey Lance comes in. It's going to be too much for him. Aaron Rodgers' his foot is better. They, they had a week off. I think that they're tired of hearing that they keep getting knocked out at home. I'm taking the Packers big. I mean, I'm. This is my farm bet. It's my fucking farm bet, dude. I mean, every time I've said that, I've lost. All right. Well, here's I'm my taking, thing. 
Nobody gives a shit that you're sick of hearing it. You think the right. Cowboys aren't sick of hearing it? Nobody gives True. a shit. You got to go out, win the fucking game. But here's my Super Bowl that I want to see. I want to see the Bills against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the Bills beat Bill Belichick. And then I want to see, because they're going to, it's the Bills, dude. Their shit is either going to be total 100% satisfaction, finally. Or they're going to go back with their fucking heads hanging low as always. So I think it's going to be Tampa Bay versus the Buffalo Bills in this okay. Super Bowl. See if they can slay both dragons. Bill Belichick, three dragons. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and win a Super Bowl. Or does Tom Brady <laughs> end their dreams again from another conference, Paul? Anyway, here's the deal. I'm taking um, – if, if, if Tampa was going to L.A., I would be worried. But here's the thing. Tampa played in L.A. earlier this year and lost. Well, I love you're, Tampa you're, you're, you're skipping the Packers, though. Packers, Niners. You, you going with the Packers? Oh, I thought you wanted me to pick that. Oh, what do I think in that game? Yeah, I, I like the Packers. I yeah, like okay. the Packers. All right, so we I take just the- don't like that. They're sick of fucking – no one gives a shit. 49ers don't care that they're sick of fucking losing. The thing is, the Packers are a better team. And he said Jimmy G's fucking knocked up. Uh, knocked up. He's uh, banged up a little bit. <laughs> He's knocked up, Paul. He's, he's three months pregnant. Three months um, pregnant. In his first trimester, he's morning, morning sickness right before the game. Um, I like Tampa Bay because they lost to the Rams already this year. I don't think that they're going to get Tom Brady twice. I think Tom is dialed in. I think everybody feels it. They feel his greatness. They want to be part of his last dance documentary. They want a part in it. I, that game to me is such a, I just really have no, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll go with that. Listen, go with the goat with that minus three at home. Um, and then I got the Buffalo bills plus one plus one in Kansas city. And I want to see that. Oh, that's going to be, I listen. know the thing about that is you, that that's you betting with your heart. You can't stand Kansas city. You think they're no, overrated. Listen, no, no, listen to me. Uh, if you don't, don't call me during those hours because I'm locked in. Oh, I'm going to be locked in, Bill. This is my thing about Kansas City. I think they're taking a lot of penalties. Am I crazy? They take a lot of fucking penalties. You know what the biggest, the stupidest penalty last week? What the fuck game was I watching? This guy fucking, they were going for it on fourth down. He knocks the ball down. The corner does. Should have picked it off. Knocks it down and then takes his helmet off in celebration and gave him a first down. It was just like, good Lord, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, this is the thing. I will, um, I don't know. That game is, I, I think Kansas City has a lot of pride, Paul. And I think that they're hearing what you're saying about them. And I don't think that they like it. And as much as, um, you know, the Patriots in Kansas City had a nice little rivalry there. I do respect the hell out of him. And I think Patrick Mahomes is not going to go. I don't think he's going to be the problem, though. It might be their defense. I think just the just it feels like the Bills' year, doesn't it? It just feels Dude, like they're on a roll here. The Bills looked so good last week. They looked so good every side of every part of, of the game. Um, Josh oh, Allen. That doesn't fucking count, dude. That doesn't. We're playing against a fucking rookie quarterback, man. Come on. 
Dude, this is the thing about the Patriots. They keep thinking Bill Belichick. Dude, we sucked last year. The fact that we even made it to the playoffs was fucking amazing. We had a rookie quarterback. Now, I kind of feel like we uh, – it just the game just got away from us, and we had, we had no way of fucking stopping it. But um, I just like the way they mixed the I, run. I, with I, the I, just I, I don't think if they, the Bills stomping the shit out of the Patriots means that they're going to stomp the shit out of Kansas City. However, if they do that, Paul. No, if I don't think do they're going to. No, I, I don't think they're going to stop. I, I would be nervous for your, your boy Aaron Rodgers in the, in the Green Bay Packers. I'll tell you the one team that I would put everything on that would beat the. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but in my opinion, from what I'm seeing, the team that will beat the Chiefs, no doubt about it, would be if the Rams played them in the Super Bowl. Because the Rams front four, I think the Rams have good defensive backs. You take out Tyreek right. Hill. We're not there yet, though. Um, well, this is this is for the Super Bowl. Kansas City versus fucking uh, the Bills. Bills. It's the Super Bowl. I mean, as much as I respect the Titans, I just don't feel uh, even if they want, you know. Titans Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow's listening to you right now. Joe Burrow's listening to you right now in the locker room going, we're going. Bye, 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 bye. We're smoking a stick with him at some point. Um, okay. Yes. It's going to happen. I'm just going to keep saying it's going to happen. So it's going to happen. Um, all right. Yeah. So I'll take uh, So we're taking Cincy. We're taking the Bills. We're taking the uh, Packers. The, the Packers and the Buccaneers. No real surprises there. Although the Bills, the Bills, um, it, Bills Chiefs is a toss up, and I also think Rams. Uh, yeah, I I, I could see go either way. I could see the Rams pulling that game off and knocking Brady and them out, but I, I'll roll with the I'll roll with Brady's record experience being home. There you go. So there you guys have it. Uh, if you want to roll with us and have a little fun, there you go. Go to BetMGM. Um, you download the app. You use bonus code Burr B U R R. Your first uh, ten dollar. Look, I tried to freestyle it. Here's, I've my done pick. it. Here's my pick, Paul. Three great games, one snooze. One snoozer. I think the snooze is going to be the Packers game. Just because Jimmy uh, Garoppolo is knocked up. Uh, <laughs> That's what I keep saying. He's knocked uh, up. He's yeah, up. Me, and Bill, me and Bill and everything, anything better podcast want to wish Jimmy Garoppolo a, a safe pregnancy. <laughs> we hope everything We're goes so well. happy for you. We hope you give birth to a left tackle. <laughs> all, you all right guys so all you got to do is download the BetMGM app you sign up using bonus code burr b-u-r-r first ten dollar money line bet um on any nfl uh game and you'll receive 200 in free bets immediately after placing your bet regardless of the outcome just sign up and use bonus code uh burr oh let the sunday night special win some money for you let the Sunday night special win some fucking money for you. All right, we're gonna get back up when on you're this. you sitting on your. I'm kidding. Go ahead. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna try to get back up on this horse. We we won a, we won three Monday night specials during our season, and we need to win one for the playoffs. So All we right, have playoffs. So we have the San Francisco 49 playoffs. San Francisco 49ers and Packers. So I think we both like the Packers minus five and a half. We like the Packers to win that game by six. Yep. They cover five and a half and Bill. The over. Oh, Billy loves an over. I love the over. 
All right. We'll do the over, which is what? What's the under over, Andrew? 46 and a I, half. 46 and a half. All right. I like, I like the over. I like, I'm seeing a lot of Lambeau leaps. I'm seeing maybe a 49ers defensive touchdown on some weird fucking play. It's going to be a lot of people going to the end. I don't know, though, but Jimmy, uh, Jimmy G's hurt, though. Um, what about the weather there, dude? Is it going to be like 10 degrees? I don't know if the, the over in that weather, you like it? We'll go with it. Fuck it. No, no, no. Last week I made all the calls, Paul. I told the- you I wouldn't hit you anymore. What would you like to say here, Paul? What, what, are, you, what are you thinking? Do you think in the under? Paul, it's going to be a bloodbath versi. Are you, are you leaning under? Uh, the forecast is uh, 13 degrees. That's a spring day. 13 and sunny. 13. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's sunny. No, no indication. 13 degrees and sunny. Yeah. 40, 46 and a half is such a perfect uh, bullshit number. It's perfect. Um, you know what? Your instinct was over, and he, we said he's going to throw two. So that's the, you know, let, let we'll go over, man. Let's root for some points. Well, you're not acting like the champ here. You got to walk the walk. You're going with my instincts here. I don't like this. All right, we're going over. Dude, your instincts all year have been fantastic. And let's be honest, I limped into that. I limped into that. I, I don't feel like a, a champion doesn't go oh and four. Luckily, I had a little bit of a game and a half. You don't. I. You know what I did? They were like, "He's gonna win." They were handing me a water, and I fucking tripped, but still made it over the line. <laughs> um, the quarterback. <laughs> all right, guys, this has been anything better NFL. Um, preview for the divisionals uh, divisional playoffs coming up this week. Enjoy the games, bet responsibly, have fun with it. And uh, we will see you guys uh, next week. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, 21 years of age uh, and older to wager in Arizona, Colorado, DC, Iowa, Indiana, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Washington only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawal bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Colorado, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, West Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's 877-8-HOPE-N-Y, or text HOPE-N-Y, 467-369, New York. Call or text the Tennessee red line, 800-889-9789, Tennessee, or call 1-888-777-9696, Minnesota, or 1-800-547-6133, Washington. All right, there you go. That's the BetMGM clip of the week. Enjoy this music here picked out by the wonderful Andrew Themelis. And we have a bonus episode of the Monday morning, uh, sorry, the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. That is it. God bless you. Have a great weekend, you cunts.
What's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, uh, January 20th, 2014. What's going on? How are you? How was your week? Did you enjoy yourself? Did you survive the weekend and all the big football games and all the screaming and yelling there? Um, I had a fucking, I had a great weekend. I have to tell you that. First of all, before, uh, before I get going, uh, just in case there's any concern, I am okay. All right. And I'm not talking about the Patriots losing. Oh, gee, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the fucking fires in California. You know, it's fucking hilarious. One of the greatest things that can ever happen to you as far as you, uh, that I spelled douche wrong. My little notes here. Douche on Southwest. I spelled it D-O-U-C-H. Let's see, French spelling. Um, I'll get to that story later. Um, one of the greatest things you can do as far as like understanding the news a little better is when the big news story is happening where you live and you just watch how it's fucking reported. Um, I, I had a gig this weekend in, uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, uh, you know, this time of year, the hills catch on fire. It happens every fucking year. This year, there's a drought, so it's worse. All right? But this happens every fucking year. And the way they report this shit, they never just say that this is completely natural. That this is the natural cycle of, uh, of nature out here. Basically what happens, to recap, because I think I went through this before, basically what happens is um, here in Southern California, what happens is uh, for like a month every year we get rain. It rains like a motherfucker. Now it doesn't even rain. Like it pours a few days and everybody freaks out and they can't drive because it hasn't rained in like 11 months. So all the oil and transmission and brake fluid gets mixed in with the water and it's it's actually it's a I would say it's a sh- like a little bit slicker than it is back east but everybody out here acts like they're driving in 2 feet of snow it's fucking ridiculous um but anyways what happens is all that water comes and then all the hills all the mountains all that shit turns a beautiful color green you know and it's lush and it's beautiful looking and all that and then basically the rain fucking stops and occasionally you will get rain and uh, then sometime around the summer, the fucking summer, um, I don't know, like August, September, whenever the October, somewhere around there, we get what's known as the Santa Ana winds there. And they come in from the east. And these fucking things will like, you know, if you had shutters, they'd blow them shut and open. I mean, they're really strong winds, especially if you're in the hills a little bit because um, it's just flat land out here. And what happens is it goes across the Mojave Desert. All right. And it picks up all that hot air and it's basically like a giant hairdryer and it dries out the fucking hills. And then inevitably a fire starts and it burns out all the brush and then it starts anew, lush and beautiful every year. But the problem is, is we've outfucked the flatlands. The problem is we don't like living near one another problem is we like to have status i want to look down on you i want to be away from you your fucking music's too loud i don't like the smell of your food i don't want my kids hanging out with your kids so we move up into the fucking hills 
And next thing you know, rich people with fucking gold bracelets start getting eaten by bobcats or whatever, scratched up by them, eaten by mountain lions, and their fucking houses burn down. But it is 100% natural. And then what always ends up happening is some fucking douche on the East Coast. What they, and it's not their fault. Because when they show this shit on the news, you know, I was out here and I went, through, I went for a hike and I was able to see out uh, and I could see a fire out in way out in Pasadena. And uh, it's fucking amazing. Giant fire and this type of shit. But whatever. It's just. But it's like fucking, I don't know, 30 miles away, whatever, 20 miles away. It's not a problem. But I, I landed in Albuquerque and they were showing the fires. Um. And the way they were talking about them, you would have thought the entire state was engulfed in flames. I had like five people call me to make sure I was all right. Hey, you know, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this stuff in the nose. I'm just making sure. Like, like the whole fucking state is on fire. Like we're all out here with our fucking garden hoses. <laughs> um, and they just completely zoom in on the fire. And that's exactly what it looks like. It literally looks like hell on earth. Um, it reminds me of when I lived back east and there would be a hurricane. It actually was downgraded to a tropical storm. And then it just kind of rained. Do you remember that news clip where that woman was in the boat, you know, acting like she was in four feet of water. And then those construction workers came walking by and it was like, it was like fucking ankle deep. That's what they do. So, um, I'm just like, you know, California's a beautiful fucking state. Uh, it's not on fire. The fires are natural. Um, as they are with all forests, I don't, you know, I'm not a fucking nature guy. I don't know it to that level, but I do know it burns it all out and it causes it to come back even more healthier every fucking year. Now, if you want to be, you know, a gambler and build a house in the middle of the shit, you know, there's a chance one day it might burn down. All right. But, uh, actually, you know what? I, I'm, I'm fucking up here. I should just roll with it and act like the entire place is on fire and maybe less people will move out here and we can drive a little uh we can drive a little more but uh Verzi actually sent me a text he said he was watching the LA fires or whatever the the California fires and he was just saying like uh you know the usual that's God's way of saying <laughs> you shouldn't live out there you know meanwhile he lives in fucking New York <laughs> you know what's fucked up about New York and why people are way more politer than they give them uh, credit for. When you're on the subway, pretty much people are polite because um, you're all mixed in together and you have no idea who or what is next to you and what the fuck they did in the last 24 hours. Forget about the last 24 minutes. They could have just stabbed somebody. They could have somebody fucking locked in the closet in their fucking apartment. You have no fucking idea. So generally speaking... Uh, you're on your best behavior when you're on the uh, subway. But, um, you know, I don't fucking know. You know, they, 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 always, they always just show all the worst. It's a fucking great state. And whatever, catch us on fire. I mean, we have to, we have, something has to happen to pay for the fact that it's 60 degrees out and I don't have to shovel my car out of the fucking parking spot, right? So I'll just let you know in case you were concerned, in case you were thinking like, hey, I always wanted to move to California, but uh, the entire state is engulfed in flames once a year. That isn't true. Uh, yes, we are having a drought. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with just the natural cycle or the fact that there's over 7 billion people getting up every day and they got to take a shit and has to go somewhere. And maybe eventually that leads to uh, a drought. I have no fucking idea. But I'm just letting you know the whole fucking state isn't on fire.
All right? So in the words of Martin Short, relax, you crack. Um, okay. So anyways, this is the, uh, the Monday morning podcast. Oh, and I, I got to So I, I got to, I got to talk about the douche on Southwest. So, um, I went to Albuquerque this weekend and I had a fucking unbelievable time. I have not been back there since, uh, all those wonderful episodes of, uh, Breaking Bad that I got to be on. And, um, you know, I was going to go on a hike. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do that, but, uh, you know, Nia had some friends out there. We were going to go to lunch. And you know how that is. It'll only take like an hour. That's three hours, you know. So I'm just like, I'm too fucking old to, um, I'm too old to fucking hike and have a social event in one day and then actually give any sort of a decent, decent uh, performance. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm not going to go on the hike. I'll go over. And we met, um, I met Nia's friends and they were, they were awesome. Fucking cooked up burgers the middle of the day. You know, those homemade burgers that are way bigger than the ones that you get in the restaurant and then you eat them and, uh, you don't feel 60 your stomach afterwards. It's fucking phenomenal. And, uh, the people's house we went over to, they had all these beers and that type of stuff. And I stayed away. I was a good boy so I could have the show, but I know myself at this point. So I still, that I can't, I can't do all of those activities in one day. So I, I just decided like, uh, all right, I'll just do the social thing and I'll chill out, which was actually really cool. Cause I've been to Albuquerque a bunch of times and I never got to ride around and, uh, see any of it. And, uh, it's really, really fucking cool place, man. Really, really cool. Um, so anyway, so that night I was at the, uh, the 66 casino, meaning basically route 66. And, uh, it's one of the coolest looking casinos I've, I've seen. I'll try to have some images up for you. I, I, you know, you try to take pictures of those casino lights and it never comes out on your cell phone. At least the one that I have the four F, um, but it was really cool. Like the hotel had like that, you know, like the, the Route 66 sign. Instead of the 66, it just said hotel. It was all lit up. And then, you know, it's Native Americans own it. And then the, the, the arrows pointing in where to go were literally like arrows. And they looked like they were stuck into the ground. They were all lit up. It was fucking badass. It was badass. And then I got to play in the, the name of the theater was the Legends Theater. <laughs> I played a place called the Legends Theater. I remember I was doing some press for it, and they said, what can people expect when they come down to the Legends Theater? And it's like, well, they should expect to see a legend. <laughs> they shouldn't expect to see me. Oh, fresh out of the fucking horse stable. Where do I go? Is this the way to the green room? Is there going to be a lot of people? I'm scared. Uh, fortunately, it all went it went great, and... Uh, Fucking great people out there, man. Once again, and this was another place that was supposed to be a stop on the uh, Billy Red State tour. And um, I don't know, for any comics who are listening to this, don't buy into that horseshit that these are flyover states. They're beautiful places to go. And the people are ridiculously appreciative that you showed up. They're psyched. And they always say the same shit. Can you tell this person? Tell this person. You know, they're always asking for Jim Norton and all these guys that I know from the Opie and Anthony show, telling them to come out there. You know, we like comedy, too. So I passed the word on to them, and a lot of them have uh, started coming out, which is cool. Um, 
I just hope that they don't become, uh, I don't know, all jaded. Like when you play like the bigger cities, they're just like, whatever, whatever, man. You know, I got other things to do, man. Um, it was great. And they actually bought a bunch of DVDs, which is phenomenal because I got a bunch of them sitting in my garage. I feel like my garage is filled with fucking laser discs. I got to get those things out of there. Um, anyways. So, oh, the douche on Southwest. Sorry, I'm all over the place today. So we're flying back. Um, quick flight back, hour and 45 minutes, fucking phenomenal. And, uh, you know, the Southwest people, they always try to be funny, put a smile on your face. Most of the times they're not. And this guy was actually kind of funny. Then we go to land. We, we're landing in Los Angeles and this fucking asshole gets on the, the, the fucking mic and starts going, you know, he's like going, welcome to Los Angeles, which is a, uh, <laughs> interesting place. Yes, very interesting. <laughs> Kept doing this weird laugh. And I'm looking at Nia. First of all, it sounded creepy as fucking hell. Um, I don't want to be homophobic, but the guy sounded gay. You know, the gay accent. So I used to do a joke on this. Like gay people come from all 50 states, yet they, they kind of all have the same accent, which isn't true. But generally speaking, there is a gay accent, which makes no sense. How did that joke? That's how that joke used to go. Like, if you were from, gay from Alabama, you'd be like, hey, buddy, I'd really like to suck your dick. Like, that's the way you should sound. <laughs> to do a stereotypical redneck accent with my stereotypical gay accent. Right? But they don't. I grew up in Alabama. Let's just say I'm not going back there. It's probably more Valley Girl. You know what the fuck I'm saying? That's what the guy sounded like. So I'm just sitting there in the back going like, did, uh, you know, this guy get blown in West Hollywood and somebody stole his wallet? Did he want to be the next Jim J. uh, Buffins, whatever the fuck the guy's name is, from Too Close for Comfort? I don't know what his fucking deal was. But I'm just sitting there in my head going, yet another, the most fucked up thing about living in Los Angeles. I've never lived in a city where everybody trashes it. Everybody just shits on it. And it kills me about that. That's the, this is the only fucking city where you could do that. I guess you can kind of make like a gambling joke, but you can actually land in Los Angeles, not give a fuck that everybody there lives on the plane for the most part, lives there, and then just shit on it. Um, I, the guy fucking drove me nuts. It's driving me fucking nuts. It's an interesting place. It's just like, well, what the fuck are you doing? What makes you such a good person? What happened to you here, huh? What sitcom did you test for? And you got too coked up the night before, and you fucking blew it. Huh? What were you, were you supposed to be on Will and Grace there? Um, sorry. You know what it is? I'm defensive of L.A. at this point because I have to live out here because this is the fucking business. I'm, I don't have to, but, you know, it makes life a lot fucking easier to be where everybody else is in this business. You know? If I was into fucking computers, I'd go move up to uh, the fucking uh, the valley up there. The Silicon Valley, which for the life of me, I don't know what, why do they call it Silicon? Isn't that what's in fake titties? Is it? I don't fucking know. Anyways, let's do a little bit of advertising here. Um, oh, thanks to everybody who listened to the uh, very special um, bonus podcast this week with Jay Moore. If you didn't listen to it and you always wondered what Harvey Keitel would sound like doing bad 80s stand-up, it's a must-listen. It really is a must-listen. Nothing but rave reviews. Uh, other than one one person, one person shit on it was saying how lame 
uh, Jay Moore was, and he called him Jay Snore. So literally this person is telling me that my guest is lame and then his joke is a pun. You know, that kind of kind of kills your credibility. Uh, I think Jay's a fucking genius, man. My face actually hurt from smiling by the end of it. This fucking ridiculous impressions. Um, so please have a listen to that. You know, I'm going to kill a couple hours for you this week in your cubicle there. All right, Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Dollar Shave Club. All right, for a couple of bucks a month, dollarshaveclub.com delivers amazing quality razors right to your front door. Not only does it save you a ton of cash, it saves you from trudging. You're sorry ass to the drugstore for a pack of blades. I always get stuck behind the lady. Paying with all her loose change from the car ashtray with her blue wig. Uh, it's like she thinks exact change is a requirement. Um, I can't. Why do I always try to read that? It says, I'm a patient person, but heck, I came in with scruff. Now I'm leaving with the full beard. We get it. I'm there for a long time. We all know. You go in there. Drugstores are the absolute worst. It's just a complete uh, cross-pollination of everybody from alcoholics and drug addicts. I was in the, the CVS the other day or the Dwayne Reed, Dwayne Aid, whatever the fuck they have out here. And this fucking dude came in with just pants on. That's it. Just pants on. He didn't have on any underwear because I could see at least three quarters of his ass crack hanging out of the back of his fucking pants. And he wasn't even that fat. He had a beer belly, but he still had his he still had his high school hips. (laughs) Or maybe he just pushed his fucking corduroys down that far. You know, so he walks out. I walk out behind him. He has a dollar in his hand. And for some reason, he fucking spits a glob of spit on it and then sticks it to the side of the of the uh, the CVS Dwayne A. Reed fucking thing there, right? And then walks away. And within two seconds, it blew down to the ground. And I was just like, well, I guess that's what I would do if I didn't have a wallet. I have no idea, but I don't want to look at that. That's why Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Um, right now, Dollar Shave Club, for a couple of bucks a month, you can avoid that nightmare. And you can get amazing quality razor blades delivered right to your door. They can't make it any easier. That's right. No more wasting time and no more getting hit up for 20 bucks every time you buy razors. Everybody here, meaning me, is getting their Dollar Shave Club blades. And you know what? You should too. You don't have to, but you should. I want to make your life easier. And here's a genius idea. Try replacing your old shaving cream with Dr. Cavi's Easy Shave Butter from dollarshaveclub.com. Trust me, your face will thank you later. Don't waste time at the drugstore behind a lady paying in pennies. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr or go to billbird.com and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. Keep your stress level low and your bank account high. Shave time, shave money. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr. There you go. You know, it's funny. Every time I say keep your, uh, your, your, your stress level low and your bank account balance high, I point. I point down and then I point up. I don't know why. Desperately trying to help myself have a good read. It's part of my ritual. Okay, Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus, everybody. You've probably tried Hulu.com unless you're living under a rock. Now with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and a selection of acclaimed movies on your television or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. And it all streams in HD for the best viewing experience. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite current TV shows like Saturday Night Live, Community, and Family Guy. You can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Awesomes, starring SNL's Seth Myers, and Moon Boy, starring Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaid. 
uh, Bridesmaids. Hulu Plus also offers a great selection of acclaimed films. For only $7.99 a month, you can stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. That's a special offer for my listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Bill so you get an extended free trial and that they know that we sent you. Go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill now or click the Hulu Plus banner on the podcast page at BillBird.com. All right, there you go. There's two two reads. Two down, what do I got to go? One, two. All right, two and two. Two and two this week, people. Two and two, we got to find ourselves a new kind of energy. All right, what to talk about next? Um, oh, this week. Oh, Billy Redface. Oh, Alabaster Chest. Oh, Milky Legs himself. <laughs> it's going to be out in Hawaii. Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm doing a show out there on Friday night. And it's just me, myself, and I. Um, I don't have an opener. Uh, it's just going to be me. And uh, I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of material because I'm getting ready to do a special this year, baby. Getting ready to do another one. I got to be honest with you. I don't know what I'm going to put it out on. I feel like I still have to make DVDs for people my age and on up who like to have the hard copy. You know, did I mention that Nia hooked up our stereo? Um, I bought her this stereo when we first started dating. Uh, it was one of the, I think our first Christmas together, that's what I got her. And I was sitting there going like, I don't know if she's going to like this, but um, she seemed like sort of an artsy nerd like me. And uh, I'm not really artsy, but whatever. I'm a fucking nerd. I get into shit. And um, I took a shot. She absolutely fucking flipped out. She loved it. So she was living, you know, wasn't living with me at the time, and I hooked it up. And I don't know what happened. I forgot how to do it. The wires got crossed through moving, I don't know, a few years ago when we were still living in an apartment. It was the last time I hooked it up properly, and I don't know what was going on. I couldn't figure the fucking thing out when we moved into our house. So it's just been sitting there, and I figured it was a few years old. I thought it was broken. So I go on the road, and uh, when I come back, she had the whole thing set up. And was playing like some Pink Floyd and all this type. It was fucking awesome. And emasculating all at the same time. And um, how the fuck did I get into that? I was just going to Hawaii. What the hell was my point there? I don't fucking know. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was talking about what am I going to put out my, uh, my new album on. I have no idea. Well, maybe like, you know, people will still like DVDs. I have no idea. I'm still going to burn off some. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to make 5,000 of them. I have 4,500 of them sitting in my fucking garage like I have a second car that doesn't go anywhere. Oh, Jesus. You know, one of my goals in life is, is to have a clean garage. I don't want to be that guy that has the fucking garage that you can't even put the car in. Um, thank God I got my old truck sitting in there, so that takes up most of it. I got a pull. You guys want to hear about my garage? We'll go around the garage. I got my 68 F100, three on the tree over there. And then I got the, uh, I got a, I got a pull up dip station. And then on the ground, there's this thing for push ups if you want. But I still have those perfect push ups things. I don't know if they're perfect, but they're fucking hard. I can tell you that. And um, then what else do I have? I have a 10 or a 12 speed bike. That I bought when I was like in either, I think the ninth ninth grade. I've had it forever. 
And I still ride the fucking thing every once in a while. Um, can anybody explain to me why if you don't if you ride a bicycle every day, it doesn't really need air in the tires, but if you just let it sit there, the air goes out of them? Can you guys answer some just some day-to-day simple like science questions for me that I don't understand? How come I can lay on a couch for four hours catatonic, barely moving, and I'm fine? But if I fall asleep for five minutes on the couch, I wake up like, ooh, it's chilly, and I need a blanket. <laughs> I mean, is just shifting my weight every five minutes, is that enough to keep my body temperature up that I don't need a blanket? could be the middle of the fucking summer. I mean, unless there's a bunch of humidity and you don't have AC or whatever. I'm just saying, it could be just perfectly comfortable. It could be like goddamn 72 degrees. Perfect weather in your goddamn living room. Any Me anyways, and if I, if I fall asleep for more than five, seven minutes, I wake up and my shoulders are cold and I got to put a blanket on. I have to grab a little blankie, like a little twinkle toes there. Um, why is that? What else? What else is there? I know I, I have a bunch of these little ones that I just don't understand. Those are two. If someone could explain, the same thing with the car. If you leave it sitting there too long, the air goes out of the tires. They become flat after a while. Does the air feel not needed? Well, I don't think this guy's coming back. I'll go somewhere else. I don't know. I know. I sound like a moron. Go fuck yourself. Um, so anyways, I'm going to be in Hawaii this weekend, which uh, I'm really excited about. And um, I'm going to go to the Pro Bowl this year. So look for me. I'll be wearing a Robin Williams Hawaiian shirt. Um, drinking some Millers. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun game this year. I like that they're choosing upsides. I heard that they're not. it's not going to be NFC versus AFC. They're going to choose upsides. And then they're not going to have kickoffs, which I think is good. Because it's such a weird like, it's you, you can't play the game because no one wants to get hurt. I think they should just play flag football. They should just play flag football and they should just mic up the players. Because you can play hockey, an all-star game in hockey. You can just play, you just play, you know, basically non-contact, not going too hard. And guys can still entertain the crowd with the stick handling, the shots, and all that type of stuff. Same thing with basketball. Um, you don't have to go that hard. and Everybody can watch a 150 to 145 game and, and Baseball, the baseball all-star game is the best because it actually means something and they actually come out and play. Um, But, you know, it's a non-contact sport. What are you going to do? You know, unless somebody tries to bean you with the ball or if you're talking about the ball hitting the bat there. Um, So anyways, I'm going to be out there and going to be doing probably at least an hour and a half on stage because I got to blow it out and then tighten it up right before um, my... uh, my special comes out, and then I'm going to weed out the weak ones. It's like making an NFL roster. I probably got, you know, 55 guys on it, and I got to cut, was it like 10 of them, 12 of them? I don't fucking know. But uh, a couple of you guys have been asking me, still have been asking me um, about when my Carnegie Hall album is coming out. Uh, we are in the final stages, and hopefully it's going to be out May, June. It took forever. Um, because I was dealing with, uh, you know, Carnegie's a very prestigious place. They got to make sure all the I's and 
dot and the T's are crossed, whatever the fucking expression is. So it's it's been very long and very tedious, and uh, but eventually it is coming out. And I'm going to be psyched, and it's only coming out on album only. So get your stereos today. And, uh, you know, and if some of you are going to be like, well, how come you won't put it out on other stuff? Because there's too much overlap in material between that. and It's basically the hour I was doing when I was leading up to recording my last special. So I don't want to fuck people over and put out, you know, two DVDs of the same fucking thing or a CD that's the same as the DVD. So I'm letting you know right now it's like three quarters the same material. I tell it differently every night, but basically it's the same shit. There's a couple extra lines and maybe some lines from the special that isn't in there. And then there's a chunk of shit that uh, didn't make the special for whatever fucking reason. And it's only coming out on vinyl there. I've told you what the deal is. So don't come crying to me afterwards. Um, (laughs) Is that the worst selling job of a fucking album ever? Um, All right. So what am I talking about? All right, let's get down to the pro football this week, everybody. Pro football. Oh, Jesus. Um, let's see. What do we got to say? All right, that first game, like I, I kind of went the, the Patriots-Broncos kind of w- went the way that I thought it was going to go. Uh, I didn't think that we were going to win. And uh, congratulations to the Broncos. They definitely were the best team in the AFC this year. And... Um, um, I uh, I don't know. I, I still saw some articles out there. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised at how many people who write and talk about sports that uh, talked about, you know, the disappointing end to the Patriots season and everything. I, mean, I just feel like well, what they were working with, that was one of the best seasons I've seen Belichick Brady have. Um, I never would have thought in September where the fuck we were at. I never would have thought that we, we could have uh, gotten as far as we did. And, uh, you know, so I'm looking at it like it's a success. I saw some great up-and-coming stars on defense, and I'm looking forward to next year. And uh, and I'm actually psyched that the Broncos, in a way, I'm psyched. I never like seeing my team lose, but I'm psyched that they are because, you know, Peyton Manning, that fucking unbelievable offense. They got a really solid defense. They should be there. I want to see a good Super Bowl. And um, I know Belichick was complaining about, uh, Welker's, and I'm going to use air quotes, hit on Tlaib. I didn't think that it was, uh, I mean, I don't know the game the way he does, but it didn't look dirty to me at all. If anything, looked like he got the worst of the hit initially. It looked like he was trying to get out of the way. Um, I've never known Welker to do anything. He never did any of that dirty shit. He's a little fella out there with a giant football helmet now. <laughs> was he wearing like an anti-concussion for the rest of my life helmet. Did anybody else notice that his helmet was like a third bigger than it usually had? He looked like, he looked like, is it Kazoo in the Flintstones? His head looked, it looked like his helmet was fucking eating his head. It was like, oh, look at, look at, look at Wes Welker way in there in that helmet. Um, but anyways, the, uh, I don't know, the Broncos looked really, really, really strong yesterday. And, uh, you know, this was a tough year for me to watch football because I got married and then I also spent three weeks in Europe. So I don't even know guys' fucking name. All I can tell you is that 88 and that 80 fucking killed us, uh, especially that fucking 88. Like, and I swear to God, like, if guy had four catches like 100 yards within like a quarter, it seemed. I just remember by the time he caught that fourth one, I'm literally sitting there on the couch going, are they going to fucking cover that guy? Is it, is it still a mystery? What the fuck is going on? 88! 
Do something about it, yeah. Right? Um, hanging in there, rooting for the team and all that type of shit. Oh, you know what? You know what's funny was I was on the uh, the Southwest flight with the douche trash in L.A. when the game started. And I taped the game. I, I DVR'd it. And I, I had my phone off. I put my headphones on in the airport, pulled my hat down, walked by all the bars, didn't look at anything, had the music cranked when I was sitting at the little turnstile waiting for my bag. And I somehow, I was able, with all the technology and all the streaming shit, I was able to get home and having no idea who was doing what, ran into the house, sat down, and I was able to put it on. And um, and it was great because I got to fast forward through all the commercials. I got to fast forward through halftime. And I got to watch this, this you know, this great game. I mean, it wasn't a great game. I mean, uh, the Broncos really dominated even though we were in it somehow in the end. I'll get back to that later. Um, but anyways, so congratulations to the Broncos and all that shit. And uh, good for Peyton, man, because, you know, I read something where he was, you know, his neck was all fucked up. He didn't know if he was going to play again. So he seems really psyched, obviously, to be back. So good on him. Um, and then on to um, Seattle 49ers, which I felt was the Super Bowl. And um, kind of still feel that way. I felt like whoever won that game was going to be, uh, I just, you know, it's just the, the, the ebb and flow of the conferences. There's always one conference that is stronger. And um, I don't know. It was a fucking heavyweight battle, man. Just a great game. And fortunately, there was only a couple of those soccer mom um um, bullshit fucking calls like that. That that one that they called in the first quarter had me up off the couch. Um, that unnecessary roughness where it was uh, it was against the 49ers. I mean, it was just a textbook lead with your shoulder. Wasn't helmet to helmet. And Troy Aikman goes, "Well, he does launch himself." It's like Troy. He has. How else do you tackle? You supposed to. You, you got to launch yourself at the target. I, 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 that was one of the worst fucking calls. And I think eventually they said it was a bad call. It was perfect. But th- those are those fucking calls, man, that I, I think that's yet another reason why all of Dan Marino's records are falling because that should have been the end of the drive. Um, I think it was third down. I don't remember. But, but generally speaking, it ends a drive an incomplete pass, and then they call unnecessary roughness. It keeps the drive going, and then the quarterback gets to continue throwing the ball down the field, adding more yards to their resume um, in this era when you can't really cover a receiver past five yards. You can't even look at him, or you get a fucking flag. Fortunately, there was only a couple of those calls, Um, and obviously there's going to be a rule change with – I really should know the names of these guys. I just don't this year. I've just been fucking traveling so much. But uh, uh, the guy in the 49ers, this is so disrespectful because he gave up his goddamn knee to make the play. He recovered the fumble. He was he was touched by a Seattle player. It should have been a turnover, but uh, fortunately it was justice where they, uh, Seattle turned over the ball a couple plays later. So what, they really just got fucked out of about 30 seconds on the clock. But... Um, I don't know. It was just an awesome, awesome, awesome fucking game. And um, I don't know. I, I think in the end, I just think Kaepernick, his inexperience um, kind of caught up with them a little bit. 
just some of the decisions that he made. But but that guy is the real deal, and he's not afraid of the moment. So I just think that, unfortunately for 49ers fans, they're going to have to wait at least another year. But I think that that guy's got – he definitely has what it takes, man. Um, he's definitely a winner and that type of thing. So it was just – it was a great fucking game. And um, so now we're into the Super Bowl. Now we're into the Super Bowl. So now you have to wonder. You got to wonder, right? If you're like me, um, all I want to do is see the fucking game. I don't want to listen to the the pregame and postgame analysis. You know, there's always one person that's going to make, you know, all the quotes and all that type of shit and yada, 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 yada. So this is what I do. This, this is all you got to do. If you just want to watch the fucking game, um, I would um, – just put on the NHL network for the next two weeks is basically what you want to do. <laughs> Get into NHL hockey. You won't have to watch any of the fucking analysis where they're going to go the entire roller coaster. Um, I don't know. It's just lazy journalism. And whoever talks shit and that type of thing, they're going to get 100% of the fucking attention. And it's just going to, it's just, it's absolutely fucking nauseating. Like, um, Yesterday, you know, at the end of the game, the Seattle uh, 49ers game, I felt like uh, Tommy Lee Jones in No Country for Old Men where it just sort of has passed you by and you can't even make sense of it anymore. Um, I got to tell you, I talked about this on um, on Forrest Shaw's and Al Jackson's podcast. What the fuck is it called? Jesus Christ, I'm so old I can't remember anything anymore. Um Whatever, just Google that and you'll find it. I talked about that, that shit now, though, how everybody, whether you catch a four-yard pass or you hit a layup and you get fouled and it goes in, like all these athletes now, they got to do that stupid fucking, they do that yell like they're in 300, like they just slayed a dragon. Hit a fucking layup, ticky-tack foul, and one. Even Pau Gasol does it now. What is that? That it's fucking the stupidest. Did Jerry Rice ever do that? Did Jordan ever fucking do that? You know, it's fucking hilarious. I saw uh, who was it yesterday? Was it Golden Tate? Who's a great fucking receiver? Critical moment in the game. They need a first down. He catches the ball. He has first down yardage. I don't know if he didn't know where he was on the field, but. Rather than just drop into the ground, he cuts back inside. Now he's behind the first down line and then has to fight like hell to get across. So he basically makes the play, fucks it up, and is able to recover. And then he gets up, ah! screaming like he's God's gift. I got to tell you this right now. This is why Marshawn Lynch is might be my favorite player, favorite athlete out there because – the fact that he's doing what he's doing every week, and I guess he, my buddy was telling me he, he just said, I'm not talking to the media this year and got fined 50 grand and he didn't give a fuck. All he wants to do is win the goddamn game. Like that guy, and that guy just runs over people and gets up, basically gets up. I'm not saying he doesn't celebrate a touchdown, but he just gets up and walks back to the huddle. I love that shit. And as much as they're going to talk about, um, Oh, what's his face there for running his yap? 
I have to tell you, a cornerback is not going to win the Super Bowl for you. He can shut down that part of the field. But what can I, – I think what's going to be the difference in the Super Bowl is going to be – I think it's going to be Marshawn Lynch because I think Seattle has a better defense, but the Broncos have a, also have a really strong defense. So um, I give the nod to Seattle there, but it's not this such a giant gap that the game is over. All right, and then when you go to the quarterback position, obviously um, you got Peyton Manning, okay? And Seattle's best weapon against Peyton Manning is not their defense. It's actually Marshawn Lynch, okay? Peyton Manning, the way he's playing this year, playing that guy is basically it would be like if you owned a poisonous snake, all right? <laughs> and you got to take it out of the tank to fucking clean the goddamn tank. And no matter how careful you are, eventually you're going to get bit by that fucker. The only way not to get bit by that fucker is to keep the son of a bitch in the tank. And the best way to do that is with a great running game. Okay? And I've seen this before in past in, in, in uh, championship games where you have this unstoppable quarterback and the guy's sitting on the fucking bench He's not even sweating. He's been there so fucking long because the other team is just running the ball. And my big knock against the Broncos, despite the fact that they are a great team, is that they don't put people away. They had both against San Diego and the Patriots. They, for the most part, dominated the game. But at the end of the fucking game, they let, they let the Chargers hang around. They even let us hang around. Like, if we made that two-point conversion, that onside kick, if we get it, we can actually drive down the field and somehow could tie it. Like, that's the situation they were in after absolutely dominating the game. With, like, four minutes to go or whatever, they were still in that situation. And, I don't know, I think that eventually bites you in the ass. So, um, I don't know. I I just think that it's going to be – I think Marshawn Lynch is going to be the difference. If they are going to, and obviously their offensive line, but uh, they only need to open the, the smallest of hole. And that guy is just, I don't know. It's the, he's like this devastating combination of like Earl Campbell and like Walter Payton. I mean, he's fucking unbelievable. And, um, and with that, so what you're going to be now is you're going to be inundated with people, uh, you know, talking about uh, what's his face there. Uh, Shannon Sharp, Sherman. They're going to be talking about this guy up and down, up and down. The brash, outspoken. They'll go all the way once they've exhausted that, and then they'll be like, "Is is it? But is it an inferiority complex?" And then they'll get tired of doing that, and then they'll talk about his upbringing, and they'll say whether his father was there, whether his father wasn't there, and yada yada, all that fucking horseshit. So what I do for the two weeks in between is I just watch hockey. All right, this is how you do it. You just fucking watch. You watch hockey or whatever. Go work out for two weeks. Get yourself in great shape because you know you're going to eat like shit <laughs> during the Super Bowl. And just don't put on Sports Center. Just don't watch the shit unless you're into it. I'm, I'm not into it. I think if you're one of those people who watches the game with a jersey on at home and you put eyeliner under your eyes and you yell things like all day, all day at your TV, I think you actually want to watch the Super Bowl coverage. But uh, if you're a fucking regular fan, which I actually came 
to a piece here with Seattle fans because I was looking at Seattle fans the way people look at, like, the fires out here in California. It wasn't fair how I was looking at them because they weren't showing the diehards. They were showing the jerk-offs. Like, did you see that guy in the lime green pimp suit? You know what I mean? Where the fuck has that guy been? You know? Come on. Who does that? What kind of a real fucking fan does that? You just go to the goddamn game. You watch the fucking game. You put a little money on it. You drink some fucking beers. Whatever. Crack jokes or whatever. And you watch the fucking game. So, anyways. Um, so, this is how I watch the game. Basically, I, I don't... I watch NHL hockey. And then this year, I'm not going to a Super Bowl party. I'm going to be at home. And... Uh, what I love doing, I told you guys this last year, is you start the game like 90 minutes after it started. Just wait like an hour and a half. You have a couple of people over who really like football. You have a couple of beers. You shoot the shit, blah, 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 blah. You got the grill going and all that type of thing. And about an hour and a half in, you fast forward through all of the crap in the beginning, which I think is going to be the Chili Peppers. I actually like the two music, Bruno Mars and uh, Music Acts. They have Bruno Mars. And the Chili Peppers, but I, I'm there to watch the game. You know what I mean? If I went to see either one of those bands play, and like halfway through it, they played a little bit of touch football in the middle of it, that would also be annoying. Um, so you fast forward through all of that crap, and then the person, you know, trying to make a record career out of singing the national anthem, you fast forward through all of that fucking shit. Now you're into the game. And you can fast forward through all the stupid fucking commercials, and you just watch the game. And then you get to fast forward through all of the halftime. And then basically you catch up somewhere in like the third quarter. Um, at which point the game is really starting to get tense because, you know, a championship is on the line. That's basically how I do it. Um, if, if, you, uh, if you're like me, if you're the Tommy Lee Jones of, uh, <laughs> of sports fans at this point and you can't even remotely relate to what happened at the end of the game yesterday like why you would do that and how it was actually mildly depressing. Like, is that going to be the new thing that you have to do? Um, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I just hope that that, uh, I hope that that's just a unique personality and that everybody doesn't start doing that because, uh, I don't know. You play sports, you fucking try to kick the shit out of the guy. And in the end you just go, Hey, good game. That's what you do. Nobody choked in that game yesterday. That was a fucking great game. And I just felt like that whole, all of that crap, it just took away from, I, had a, I watched a great game. And now I got to sit there and listen to all these fucking lazy journalists who are all going to, like moths to a fucking light, are all going to go up to that complete non-fucking story. It's just a non-fucking story. Anyways. Um, with that, with that, let's get to more, uh, let's get to more advertising. Oh, and by the way, Seattle, you know, you might finally have something to cheer about. You guys are one fucking game away. And if you guys win, I hope you understand how ridiculous that loudest crowd thing was. All right. And retiring your jersey. <laughs> You're retiring your fucking, come on, real football fans of Seattle. Come on. They retired your number. I mean, are you guys all dying out there and there was some sort of make-a-wish thing that they had to do for you? I mean, I just I can't get past that. And then the fact that the team's never won a championship, what are they saying? 
I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. So hopefully, you know, either way, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a great thing to see. Um, either see Peyton Manning win one, win another one, uh, which you know. It reminds me when John Elway, who also played for the Broncos, maybe that's a little storyline they could run with. And and then the other thing is Seattle finally wins a uh, finally wins a Super Bowl, gets the monkey off their back. Either way, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good thing. And uh, I will definitely have be fast forwarding through commercials, and I will not be watching any post game or any of that fucking crap. A mute button will be right at the fingertips. <laughs> Old Billy Lee Jones. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do is through modern technology, still make it seem like what it was like when I watched the Super Bowl in the, the, the late seventies, early eighties, where it was just the fucking game. Uh, you know, uh, I just sound like a grumpy old man. And you know what? I'm, you're right. I am. I am. But either way, congratulations to uh, the Broncos and the Seahawks. It's, uh, you know, this is, I like that there's no real underdog. You got the two. Two really kind of the best teams, although I really felt the 49ers were also, yeah, they, they should have been there too. Um, that's why I felt NFC was the, the Super Bowl. But whatever, it's still going to be, hopefully it's going to be an awesome fucking game. And, uh, you know, there'll be nobody wigging out either at the end of the fucking game. I literally thought that dude was going to start crying. <laughs> you don't ever talk about me! Um... <laughs> That's fucking uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is hell. That was like seeing the nerd finally beat up the bully, you know, and you finally ball up your fist and you punch him and you win the fight. And you <laughs> you're almost crying. It was just, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know what what has happened to sports. Can we, hey, ESPN, can we... You know, 100% access. Can you dial it back down to like maybe 40% access? Can you stop interviewing fucking coaches, Fox and whatever, NBC, as they're jogging off the field trying to think of their halftime adjustments? Can we just stop fucking doing that? I, I don't give a fuck. NHL, can we stop interviewing players in between the fucking uh, periods? Is just sitting there still out of breath from their last shift and that fucking drop of fucking sweat hanging off their nose looking like snot that they have to keep wiping and then it, it comes back again. Can we just enough? I don't give a fuck. What happened in that first period? I just watched the first period. I know what happened. What do you think you have to do in the second period? Um, uh, maybe score more goals. If any NHL players listening to this, uh, I'll give you a free podcast T-shirt, even though you're going to get fined probably a hundred grand by the league. Is there any way you could wipe your nose on the blouse of the person who's interviewing you in between periods? <laughs> just reach out and grab that tie, and just dab your eyes. You know, I got nothing to give you. You're a millionaire athlete, but could you just do it for the just for the fucking ridiculousness of it? Like they're not going to interview you after the fucking game. Like I have to have it. They got that fucking guy who stands down there in what looks like the penalty box in between the fucking benches. Whatever the fuck his name is. Prince Fielder? What the hell's his name? Prince Harry standing down there. Well, I'll tell you, it's really starting to heat up down here on the ice. Like, why do I need to hear that guy? Poor bastard's got to stand up for three periods in his loafers. He's probably got hammer toes by the end of the year. Less access. 
Do you think he could do that? Do you think he could actually start a, a sports network that could compete with ESPN and the whole thing is less access? You know, no mic'd up players. You just fucking uh, just trim the fat. Can I just go back to watching Bob Lobel at the end of the news and just seeing five minutes of the shit? Can I just see that? As he sits there in a fucking blazer. You know, every once in a while takes a day off and Numi comes in. Bob Newmeyer. I miss those days. I really miss those fucking days. Um, all right. LegalZoom.com, everybody. All right. Some things like starting a business or protecting your family with a will aren't like your other New Year's resolutions. You can't afford to blow them off. Instead of less snacking and more exercise, put them at the top of your list. Thank you to the listener who actually let me know how to read that sentence. LegalZoom helps you incorporate or form an LLC with their simple questionnaire. Starting at just 99 bucks. over 1 million entrepreneurs have done it. And 90% of customers recommend LegalZoom to friends and family. You can also create a will starting at just 69 bucks, Or even a living trust quickly and easily and get peace of mind and protection. No surprise fees, no hassles, and no headaches. LegalZoom's step-by-step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with a third-party attorney and provide you with self-help services. From wills to business formations, trademarks, powers of attorney, and more, go to LegalZoom.com. For even more savings, type BURR, B-U-R-R, into the referral box at checkout. Don't put put things off you need to do. Go to LegalZoom.com now. And use the discount code BURR. B-U-R-R, that's LegalZoom.com, discount code BURR. And finally, finally, lastly but not leastly, eVoice. You are a business owner, but automated phone systems and secretaries are not in your budget just yet. And juggling incoming calls yourself makes it hard to look like a professional. Here's something that will dramatically help you make more money in 2014. It's eVoice, everybody. Whether you're a business of one or 100, eVoice will help you manage all of your incoming calls. With a toll-free number, dial-by-name directory, and call routing tools, your business will sound like a million bucks, which is crucial. Can't take a call? eVoice will transcribe the voicemail and email it to you. Never be caught off guard again. And with eVoice, you can try it before you buy it. Right now, just for my listeners, you can get a 60-day free trial to eVoice. Go to eVoice.com and enter the promo code BILL. B-I-L-L for the challenged out there at checkout. Take charge of your business and make more money in 2014. Go to evoice.com and enter Bill at checkout for your 60-day free trial. That's evoice.com, promo code Bill. I've really upped my reading out loud game. I don't give a fuck if you guys still think I stink. I'm not as bad as I used to be. How about that? All right, where are we right now? 54 minutes and we haven't even started... Had so much to talk about this week. We haven't even started doing any of the reads. Um, I did get a chance to watch a couple, uh, about 10 minutes of the second period. My flight yesterday was dur- during the Bruins-Blackhawks game. And uh, I love that the Blackhawks beat the Ducks. And they're still the team to beat. I really love that franchise. Uh, they're, they're, they're doing it the right fucking way. They really are. And um, I don't know who's going to knock them off. But I got to tell you, if you want to get into hockey... I would definitely suggest watching the playoffs when they come up out west with Blackhawks, the Ducks, the Kings, the Sharks at some point. Are they going to push through? I mean, they just really got a lot of great teams out there. Uh, They play great hockey. Who would have ever thought 
that in hockey going through Anaheim, Los Angeles, and San Jose would be a brutal road trip. It's fucking unreal. It's a great thing. Anyways, um, enough with the movies. Uh, Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now. Okay, here comes some criticism for the week. I like this. I like having the occasional criticism. You guys can start sending in your criticisms of the week. Uh, just put that in the uh, the subject line. He says, okay, Bill, of all your comedic and podcast talents, of which there are many, look what he's doing. He set me up. Oh, he's patting me on the head. <laughs> he goes, of all your yada yada your talents and all that shit, movie reviews is not one of them. Do I do movie reviews? I don't think I do. He goes, to be, to be blunt, you suck at reviewing movies. When you say things like, you know, the one guy who was in that other one where they did that thing, you sound like Tony Soprano talking on a compromised phone line. And when was the last time when every movie you saw wasn't great? (laughs) The only moderately intelligent thing I heard you say regarding movies was last summer when you went off on the whole PG-13 zombie movie trend which, of course, was spot on. It's entirely ridiculous to have a zombie flick that isn't rated R at the minimum. They should all probably be NC-17. Well, you know what's funny, sir? Mr. Criticism was I was actually wrong. I already forget the name of the movie. That movie, Mars Volta? What the fuck was it called? (laughs) Brad, uh, World War Z. How the fuck did I get Mars? Mars, There it is. There was the Z in there. I have a learning disability, you asshole. And I was wrong about that. What, was, what actually made World War Z great was the fact that it was PG-13. So then relying on gore and shock and 3D and all that crap, they couldn't. They actually had to build suspense. And that's what's missing out of a lot of fucking of the, uh, the big-time summer movies. There you go. How's that critique? How does that grab? You were actually fucking wrong about that. World War Z is a great fucking movie. Great. I loved it. Two thumbs up. Two freckled thumbs right up your fucking ass. All right, let's finish this uh, critique here. He goes, but when talking about individual movies, you might want to consider not doing that. Oh, Jesus Christ. You might want to consider having some sort of original criticism instead of speaking in sound bites. You might want to consider not doing that. Um, he goes, or maybe get one of your comedy, in quote, in quotes, friends, to guest review movies for you. Oh, you don't think my friends are funny? You don't think that I know people who are funny? Is that what you're saying? So what do you do? Who are you shitting on here with your little hipster air quotes? Uh, he then goes on to say, I'm sure you have one or 20 that would desperately be grateful for the exposure. Look at that. Look at that. See that? Now he's making fun of uh, the desperation of being in uh, show business. This is all kinds of just lefts and little little pitter-pat rights, you know, little flyweight here. Working the body. He goes, just trying to be helpful. Anyways, you'll probably continue to do this, but I hope from now on you will have a little voice in your head telling you it's a bad idea. There's his ego wanting to help that, you know, he affects my reads in the future or whatever the fuck it is that I'm doing. He goes, that would be enough for me even if you don't read this on the podcast. P.S. Belichick and his cheaters are no different than all those roid-pumping home run record holders. All right. Sounds like a Colts fan. Um, anyways, uh, sir, I don't review movies. I don't review movies. And when I watch them, I can't remember who's in them. I can't remember the names of people. I can't. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's part of getting old. 
and you have other shit to do with your life. You know, I'm sure you still have a fucking uh, Orson Welles poster on your wall. Whoever's the young hottie today. Ryan Gosling, right? I'm sure you have one of those up on your wall. And this is like a big part of your fucking life. But it isn't a big part of my life. It isn't, all right? I, I only have so much time. I have too many fucking hobbies. I can't remember the, I can't remember the names of restaurants. All the restaurants that we have out here, I just, they're just, I just have nicknames for them. I don't know why. You know, maybe I talk on a cell phone too much, but, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, it's funny. One of my favorite movies of all time is No Country for Old Men. Did I, already, I can't remember if I even said this already. No Country for Old Men. I just watched it again last night, and I, I always forget if it's old man or old man. I think I already said that in this podcast, didn't I? Did I? I don't fucking know. Um, anyways. Well, whatever, sir. Uh, you, you will be in my head every time I say it now, but it, it's going to be in a good way, knowing that I'm annoying the shit out of you. Um, and in the future, um, if you ever want a comedian to stop doing something, uh, one of the best things you could do is not let them know that what they're doing annoys you because that's one of my favorite things to do is to annoy the shit out of people. So uh, there you go. My uh, movie reviews will continue, and I will be thinking about you, sir, every time I do them. <laughs> um, you might want to think about not doing that. Ugh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, guys, how about more Chivon T-shirts? They're all hilarious. Oh, Jesus. Um, come to Greece. Hey, Bill, if you ever come in, I can't even, I don't even know what that is, Thessaloniki. Greece, there will be a house waiting for you. Huge fan. Uh, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Well, sir, I, I hope someday I get to, I, I would love to do stand-up in Greece. Go over there and make a couple hundred bucks, you know? Go out there, look at some ruins and some fucking Greek women. I'm up for it. Um, all right. Dude, those, those chive on t-shirts are this generation's I'm with stupid t-shirts. Jesus Christ. I'm fucking believable. I think I've seen every chive on. What is it? Carry on? Is that what it was? Relax and... and that's what it is. Relax and... I don't even know what the fuck they say. I just keep seeing people with them and I just it just always blows my mind. Like, how do you still think that's funny? Or just a funny t-shirt in general. I just love how it's like the joke that doesn't leave. Like somebody reads it and it's funny... And then they laugh. And then, then you're still standing there with the joke on your T-shirt. You guys remember how they used to end that, that show Police Squad? Where they used to make fun of uh, when they would do the free fr freeze frames like on uh, Chips. When Chips used to end, somebody would always make a joke. And then they'd start laughing. And then they'd freeze it. And then they'd show some credits. And then they'd have the, the footage move a little more. And then somebody else would do something else. would make everybody laugh. And then they'd freeze that. They kind of made fun of that, except they weren't freezing the frame and they were just standing there. That's basically what those T-shirts are. It's the uh, police squad ending version of a T-shirt, right? Jesus, that was a long way to go. I need a glass of water. All right, response to college kid dealing with rumors. Hey, Billy Buttfuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we be nicer in 2014? <clears throat> he said, I'm having some... I have some advice for the kid who was dealing with the rumor of him getting a younger girl drunk 
and fucking her in the elevator. All right, so obviously you're assuming that this dude was innocent. How can I get out of the abyss of these sexual, the sex crime questions here, or potential sex crimes? Um, all right, here we go. I'm a recent college grad who had to deal with tons of rumors being made about me. I was in a fraternity. That's a red flag. I partied a lot, red flag number two, throughout my college career. Career, he comes from money. Red flag number three. Um, and fuck you. Don't think I'm just some typical frat douchebag. You don't know my life. Ah, you busted me. You busted me. <laughs> that was awesome. Ah, shit. He goes, I used to deal with the same thing. I would go to introduce myself to girls, and once they found out who I was, they would either walk away or get that fuck-off look on their faces. All right, now what did you do? What were you accused of here? He goes, this kid needs to stop being a pussy and just fucking go with it. He should be like, yeah, I fucked that chick in the elevator. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a frat guy here, frat guy advice. Uh, he'd get some respect from dudes at parties. And if he walked around with confidence and embrace it, girls will eventually come around too. All right, so this guy's taking the uh, just continue being a dick, which uh, actually it is, it is very uh, – it is effective. Uh, he goes, from per personal experience, as much girls would want nothing to do with me the same amount of girls would actually come on to me because of all the outrageous things I've done or have been rumored to have done, none of which you're bringing up. He said he's in college. There's tons of hot, easy chicks who want to hook up with wild guys. All right, this guy's gross. All right, I'm moving on. Um, article on comics being psychos. Uh, Billy Strayjacket. I was at the Wiltern Theater gig, and it was the best New Year's I've ever had. Well, you know what? It was one of the best I've had too, man. You guys were a great crowd, so thank you. Um, he says, I hope you come back next year, even if there's an overlap in material. People pay to see the Stones trudge, trudge through Jumpin' Jack Flash every goddamn year. Yeah, but you can't dance to my jokes. <laughs> What's the fucking deal with Obama? I can't, I can't sing them. It's just... <laughs> No, dude, you know what it is? You think that you want you don't mind if there's overlap. Well, I guess you are saying overlap, but you're still saying come with some new shit. Um, believe me, I would love to do the wheel turn every year. That was such a, a thrill to work there, so I'm glad you were there. Anyways, um, he says enough ass kick kissing. I'm sure you've seen this article making the rounds about comics being psychos. What are your thoughts? My girlfriend said you made a comment about it on Twitter, was hoping you could elaborate. Uh, go fuck yourself and tell Neil we love her. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. There was a study by scientists. We're trying to figure out, I guess, why comedians are funny. And then they just said that because we're basically we share the same traits or we are psychos. Um, I started to read that and um, it's ridiculous um, to attribute it to that. It's First of all, they're, they're making it's, – it's just a giant generalization. There are comics who are psychos, but there are also truck drivers who are psychos. There's teachers. There's mothers. There's dentists. There's lawyers, heads of corporations, politicians. They're, psychos exist. Um, I really don't feel that it that, – that article has basically no credit on – for me anyways as far as like – I'm not saying that comedians aren't psychos. Um, 
but I mean, this sounded like they were saying literally psychos. I mean, we're out of our fucking minds, but I think a lot of people are. Um, but my the th- the reason why I don't buy into it, it might be I'm defensive because I am a comedian. I will entertain that, but nobody I know was interviewed for that article, and no comic I know who's worth a shit would <laughs> would want to take time out of their day because that's a that's like. At the very least, the only people they got were either struggling, new, or old, desperate, like, comics who just needed 25 bucks to be part of this study. And then, they're comics. There's no fucking way I would ever go into a lab and somebody's, like, asking me questions. There is no fucking way I could resist giving misinformation and watching the guy write it down and add it into his lab book with fucking beakers and graduated cylinders behind him. I would have all I could do to hold a straight face throughout the entire process. So, um, look, if you want to know why people are funny, it's a gift. You're just born with it. The same way somebody can, uh, a carpenter is born with a gift. You just you're just born with gifts. That's it's it's a, it's a gift. It's not like oh maybe if I'm more like this I'll be funnier. You just you either can do it or you can't. And then like any gift, if you work at it, if you appreciate the gift you've been given, and then you try to develop it, you can get better at it. You can actually get funnier. If you push yourself, it's weird. I didn't think, I thought you were kind of born with your level of funny, but it's, it's like any other talent. You just got to keep working. But if you're not born with it, it's like me. I can't, I mean, I can't sing. I'd love to be able to sing. doesn't stop me from singing on the fucking podcast, but like you, you got to be born with that. You can, I could take as many singing lessons as I wanted to, and you could sit there and try to break down the, the psychology of a musician. I'm not a musician. As much as I would love to be. I still play drums as a, as a fucking hobby. I also cook a little bit, but you wouldn't want to go to my restaurant there. Right? So that's what I think about it. I think it's ridiculous. And I thought it was really funny that some of the tweets I got were, um, I love this one guy. Like just the fucking ego on just the, the average everyday person. Because they always talk about how people in the public eye are, are egomaniacs. I, I don't think we're any different than anybody in the fucking crowd. It's the same level of ego. Some guy sends me this fucking tweet and he goes, this article proves what I've always thought about comedians. Oh, really? Your study that you never did with all the comedians you never hung out with? And this, this one fucking article proves it. I don't know. It's more like, aren't you just unhappy with your own life on some level? And it's great to see that they're saying that these people uh, who do this admirable thing are actually all psychopaths. So it makes you feel better about whatever your lot in life. I don't fucking know. Um, whatever. That's, that's what I feel about it. I might be wrong. Maybe I'm a psycho and I can't wrap my head around it. All right. Imperial Japanese hold, holdout dies at 91. Hey, Wild Bill Redcock. <laughs> oh, they're so childish, yet they always make me laugh. Uh, you'll like this article. One of several Japanese soldiers who continued the to fight the war until the 1970s, deep in the jungles of the Philippines, recently died at 91. Yeah, I talked about a couple of these guys. There was like three of them who didn't know the war was ended. And, you know, even when the, 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 the leaflets of the flyers were dropped 
from planes. They thought it was uh, allied propaganda. And they just held the company line. I think one of them, one of them, the first guy, I think was the 1960s. They finally got him, late 60s. And then they got two others in like the early 70s. I think one guy went all the way to 1974, basically the end of the Vietnam War. He was still on some godforsaken island out in the Pacific fighting World War II. Anyways, he said it took his former commanding officer to find him in the jungle, in his jungle hideout and tell him it was a wrap and he needed to stop killing Filipinos for him to finally come home. The guy was convicted. The guy was convinced, seeing all the U.S. military air traffic heading to Vietnam, that the war was still on, despite hundreds of leaflets and newspapers flown in and dropped to his location. Uh, the link is below. Go fuck yourself and hope to see you in Cleveland soon. Yeah, that's a, it's a fascinating, fascinating fucking story that that's what was a major chunk of that man's life. Uh, Jesus Christ, if I ever, for some reason, was chosen to give a speech on stick that would probably be the, uh, the <laughs> would be, that guy would be the lightning rod, the crux of the speech. Um, anyways, uh, long distance hiking. Is this, is this the last, this is the last one, everybody? This is it? And then that's all there is for this week. Long distance hiking. Hey, Bill, on, January, on the January 7th podcast, you went off about getting stuck in the woods alone and mauled by giant animals. Last September, me and two buddies hiked, in, hiked a portion of the 100-mile wilderness in Maine, which is the last leg of the Appalachian Trail. Took four days. They went 40 miles in five mountains with 35-pound packs on our backs. Dude, I'm getting scared just fucking hearing about that i know there's a lot of people you fucking pussy go out there go out there with you and a couple of your fucking buddies when you can't hear see or anything other than just fucking nature and you start seeing tracks of animals that could maul you to death and it is no fucking joke um he said on our fourth and final day in the woods after getting rained on all night we encountered a bull moose on the trail if you've never seen a moose close up they're fucking huge. Jesus Christ, dude. I thought you were going to go a little more in depth than that. I was all excited. If you've never seen a moose close up? Yeah, yeah. They're fucking huge. <laughs> oh, he goes on a little more. Like a full-size pickup truck huge. At first, it didn't see us, which is always dangerous. And then, like a scene out of a movie, my friend stepped on a twig and it snapped under his foot. What happened next was the most sphincter, is that how you say it, tightening experience of my life. This thing lifted its head up, looks me right in the eye, and starts charging down the trail at us. Oh, my God. All three of us dropped our packs and ran as fast as we could off the trail. Fortunately, moose have shitty eyesight, so we were able to lose it. You know what I was actually picturing? is I'm just picturing Zidane Chara skating at me. And just hoping he can't turn. <laughs> Fortunately, moose have shitty eyesight. I think with those long skinny legs, they can't, you know, if you do a little Barry Sanders move, you know, dodge it at the last second. Um, he said they have shitty eyesight, so we were able to lose it. And he continued on down the trail, no doubt, uh, to scare the shit out of some more hikers. What we later learned is that September starts the rut for moose, mating season. So not only was this thing pissed, we were in its house. It wanted to fuck us. Um, 
Jesus Christ. You know, as scary as that is, I would actually love to do it just to see if I could, uh, if I could hike that far, just the physical test of it. But I would have to go out there with uh, somebody really experienced who had a fucking firearm cocked and loaded and pointed in all directions, and I'm in the center of it, and then I think I could actually fucking do it. Whatever. I have respect. I have respect for fucking uh, the wilderness, and I'm, I'm terrified of the ocean. I, I won't go in it. It's fucking nuts, all right? If you had a medium-sized alligator in a pool, I wouldn't go in that either. Why would I go into the ocean where all sharks other than the ones in aquariums exist? I don't want to fucking do that, all right? And anyways, all right, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm really excited about this Super Bowl, and uh, try it this year. Try one year not to just watch all the fucking hype. Start the game an hour and a half late. Drink a couple Millers and put it on. I'm telling you, you can actually maybe get, for the old guys out there, maybe you can get back to some of the way it used to be. Um, you know, back in the old fucking days. All right, that's the podcast for this week. Um, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, next week, I'll be telling you stories about Hawaii and the Pro Bowl. Oh, isn't that exciting? Well, it is to me. Oh.